0: Hi, everyone. I'm Michael Whistler, and I sincerely believe that science fiction can help us save the world. On this episode, I am joined by a couple of friends of mine, and we are going to get to discuss uh, how to save the world from aliens that shoot spikes <laughs> out of their butts. I mean, their tails or, or something like that. Anyway, and, and it will be a completely contradiction-free time travel, right? Or I think maybe something <laughs> like that. Maybe not. I don't know. Yep. Well, let's, let's find out. This is Exploring Tomorrow. So on this episode, I'm going to be joined by Chris Wong, who's been on the show before. Uh, And encourage you to go back and uh, check out those couple episodes, actually, where we've discussed a few things. Uh, Always a pleasure to have you on,
1: Chris. Thanks for coming back. Michael, who used to study philosophy in college and now does filmmaking and is an author. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be back.
0: (laughs) I got you doing an intro for me all of a sudden. (laughs) It's true. It's true. that's
1: That's what he did. But that's what he did in the movie. Every time he introduced a new person, he would like give their entire backstory. Right, that's true. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> Always have that context, right? <laughs> yep. It's, yeah, and joining us this time uh, is Nado Du, who teaches uh, marketing communication, uh, which. I've uh, been trying to figure out a way to sneak into one of her classes at some point. Uh, We all know each other because we uh, meet on Zoom almost weekly, really, uh, and discuss movies. And so this time we, we decided to kind of cross worlds a little bit. Not everybody from the movie discussion group is here, but we wanted to geek out and watch a new science fiction movie, the Amazon original Uh, movie, The Tomorrow War, which uh, if you happen to be watching the video feed of this, we all decided, really inspired by Chris's choice, to feature backgrounds (laughs) that are relevant uh, to this movie. Um, So it should be a fun, informal, fascinating discussion about what works and what doesn't about this particular time travel alien attack uh movie and um so i think we can start off by opening up the floor for overall rating i i i we do this in our group often and i think it's uh it lends itself well to really good uh discussion right off the bat you know one to ten what did we think now would you like to go first
2: Sure, I will give it
0: a solid seven. Nice, solid seven. Mm -hmm. Excellent. How about you, Chris?
1: I would agree with that seven. I it was better than I thought it was going to be. I was worried that it was just going to be straight action shoot 'em up, but then they went back to the science. I mean, and they really went back into like chemistry, like deep chemistry and biology. Uh, So that was great. Um, But yeah. All right. So we got a couple sevens. I
0: I would say I'm probably somewhere in the vicinity of a five and a half to six, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Okay.
2: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So five, five for me is like the is like the fulcrum of apathy, shall we call it? <laughs> it's like it's where a movie just kind of teeters and And it could really could go either way, like I just don't have strong feelings about it one way or another. I find it forgettable, yeah. you know, but and, it, and like, here's the thing about this one, like it's that this one definitely doesn't quite get close to the fulcrum quite like it doesn't hit sit on the fulcrum because it, I don't think it's necessarily completely forgettable. I was thoroughly entertained. Every moment of the movie, (laughs) you know, like it's it's definitely entertaining, no doubt about it. Um, At the same time, uh, as a fan of science fiction, yeah, there's a there's a lot of I know it's it you know I think a lot of people in in reviews online have pointed it out as well. So it's very tropey. It's a lot of science fiction tropes presented in this movie, and it's. and there is a degree of like, does it necessarily do anything really new with those tropes, or does it just really rely on those tropes as a way to make a very entertaining, seeming update to uh, Starship Troopers in a lot of ways? Because it shares thematically, a, certainly uh, a lot of thing, a lot of crossover to a degree with Starship Troopers, where you've got the you know the, the the crazy bug aliens as well. And these aren't quite bugs; they're more monster-like, but they're you know they're completely non-humanoid, and they're hell-bent on violence. And so you know we it's us or them kind of situation. The difference here being, uh, no one has to be a, get on a ship and go to the aliens' planet. Uh, we replace that with you've uh, got to get a weird you know, sleeve on your arm and uh, travel into the future. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, but, but Michael, I guess the question, uh, my question from your analysis right there is, does every science fiction entry have to do something new?
0: No, this is fair. I don't, I don't think it necessarily has to do something I think specifically new. I think the the difference is, does it feel fresh? in in its approach and its take uh, you know does it do something i think the newness is not not always necessarily going to be did you figure out a new way to uh you know do big science fiction concepts um sometimes occasionally you're gonna you're gonna do that and you you know you'll come across that and it's really uh, remarkable i think the difference there is does it does a science fiction story present the characters and the scenario uh and the struggles they go through uh in in some in some fashion that breathes a new a new perspective or something some sort of new life into it uh and and to be fair and i think one reason why i think i can still overall uh give everyone involved with this movie a high five so to speak is that i i understand also the context that by and large this is clearly it is essentially meant to be an action movie it it doesn't you know you and i had discussed mm-hmm. prior to to seeing the movie when we saw the trailer. oh are they going to do the classic thing of the sci-fi element is purely a setup and you literally just kind of forget about it after that. Like, hey, if within the first act, you know, hey, time travel and aliens. And then the rest of the time, it's just. But there was a little more to it than that, which was satisfying. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, the, the but the overall context is still, it's a blockbuster um, sci-fi movie where you're shooting aliens. It's not uh it's not even inception which in itself is still an action movie uh, but it's an action movie that you got to stay wide awake for <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah. you got to be yeah. paying attention yep yeah. but tell me tell, tell me a little yeah. more about the sevens what did you like what did you not like
1: now why don't you go first what did you like about
2: it like giving you time (laughs) he's like Uh, yeah let me gather my thoughts (laughs) what did i like about it i like the side character the guy who's working for the tech company what's his name
1: oh yes yes yes
0: he was like
2: the comedic
1: yeah the head of research yeah yes yeah he was i liked him yeah
2: yeah um Overall, I felt like, you know, they were able to tell a fairly, you know, um, cohesive story. There's this guy who's trying, who used to be in the Marines, he's trying to get back into something, but in the meantime, he's teaching high school students, and then he's watching a soccer match, and then um, this thing happens where everybody needs to be drafted, and then that's his experience, and then he comes back and tries to save his daughter, like in a, in a nutshell. That's basically it, right? And then he <laughs> has to shoot people, aliens, <laughs> aliens and yeah. uh, take the lead, um, because he's done it before. But yeah, I mean, so overall, I was like, oh, okay, I mean, it's sh- straightforward,
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, and What I didn't like were the little, uh, I felt like there could have been more substance to some of the characters, like even like the expositions by some of the characters. Oh, there's this guy, he's been there. (laughs) He he shot the first ever (laughs) and he has like a souvenir or whatnot. And then there was like little to no backstory for some of the like, Featured characters, Mm -hmm. civilians who can suddenly shoot. Even though you know they were like they weren't there for the entire week. They were supposed to be training, and they suddenly got pulled into this thing. And then you leave. I'll save us. And then you know. (laughs) Anyway, so just little things like that. But overall, yeah, it's a good action movie. I like Chris Pratt.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, I agree. I mean, I think Chris Pratt. I think he's a good, uh, he's a charismatic actor. Um, You know, I I, I put him in the same kind of league as Tom Cruise. Like, he's good at what he does. Like, he's effective at this kind of role. Like, once he found his role, he's effective at it. He's likable. Uh, He's good at playing, like, an everyday person, sort of. Yeah, kind of the
0: everyman. Uh, he's He's like a slightly funnier Matt Damon in that way. Mm. kind of got that mm. everyman kind of thing, like yeah, yeah.
2: I felt like he deviated a little bit from his role in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. He was more serious in this one. He wasn't, yeah. as, you know, clueless cool or you know, as, right. You know, Happy go lucky. Right, right. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would, I mean, also, it's actually, I would say, this movie is actually three separate movies. Right, like the first part is like the alien invasion, like. Fighting aliens. The second part is like zoology and biology, and like let's really get into genetics and and yeah. immunology here. And the third one is like let's let's explore history and and science and have a snow adventure.
3: Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. For so, I think at this point it's probably safe to say we haven't given too much away. But if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, 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 I kind of do want to check this out.
3: Probably oh, going forward. It. You a know, little
0: can, bit, I mean, just a little. <laughs> that's fine, and that's fine. That's you know, I don't think honestly, we've given much away at all that that mm-hmm. uh that you can't figure out. Um, I mean, certainly the movie definitely does play uh, off of a, that like some a, a similar theme that you see in uh, a mo- different movie that we watched for, for our group, uh, right? The Shadow in the Shadow of the Moon. There's a there's a time travel father and daughter dynamic uh, going on there as well um, that kind of plays into it. Certainly not the first uh, to play with that sort of familial uh, context, um, but it it does they do it in a very. I think it's fun in an interesting way but it's not overly surprising you you figure that you you come across that fairly early on in the movie still I think in the in the grand scheme of things once you figure that
1: out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think one of the things that drove me the craziest about this movie is at the beginning, well one, they're having this Christmas party and they're all watching the World Cup.
0: Yeah, that one didn't like I was like why wait why is the World <laughs> Cup in it like and this, it's cuz it specifically opens and it says like December what was it 2025 or
2: 2022?
0: 2022 2022, 2022. Yeah. yeah so i was like wait i was like wait is it has the world cup been so disrupted that it's why is it happening in december i was confused then i was like maybe it's is it the american cup
1: I no i know. think they said it was the world cup and i don't know enough i maybe i maybe i'm just naive I don't know enough Americans that would have a party to
3: watch it like <laughs> I know that. yeah
2: and I was like it wasn't even an American team that was playing so yeah kind of, I think it was Brazilian <laughs> or something yeah if yeah I it was Brazil. Yeah. Practice, yeah. Uh, yeah
1: and and when when he says this one thing to his daughter like to be the best you have to do something that nobody else is willing to do and, <laughs> and they said it like a couple of times yes yeah. yeah. And I'm like, all right, I can't wait to see what this turns into. Nothing. It doesn't turn into anything.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> it does. It does at the end when like um she's telling him that you have to pretty much let me go and then save your save your future, but you
1: <laughs> But he didn't. He jumped in after her.
2: <laughs> but he, you jumped, know. he
1: didn't let her go. <laughs>
2: He tried, but essentially she knew what was going to happen anyway.
1: He didn't try at all. He just, like, he saw her go, he jumped in right after her.
0: So, so he didn't learn the lesson there.
1: Yeah. Well, it just doesn't pay off. Like, yeah, I, like, I think that's an interesting theme. Like, you got to do something nobody else is willing to do. Yeah. I think that's an interesting idea, especially in this context.
2: Yeah. But then to
1: have him not do anything, like, He's doing pretty much kind of what other people would do.
2: Right. Yeah. I thought it would be like Armageddon when he stayed behind and then
3: Oh.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: But yeah. Which yeah. is often a the theme in, in this kind of like save the world scenario, mm-hmm. right? That there is there ultimately is some level of self sacrifice for the greater mm-hmm. good, right?
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um in this one you get you get the potential there for the self-sacrifice of a parent in terms of like not being able to to save their child Mm -hmm. uh but, but yeah you're right you know because from a character decision an active character perspective uh he doesn't doesn't actually seem to make the choice to let her go he dives in after and we get that nice like really Mm -hmm. like renaissance-esque painting Mm -hmm. great great Um,
1: cinematography great
0: yeah yeah
2: (laughs) Yeah. that's probably my favorite for sure it reminded me again of what was it maybe thor 2
3: um
2: the valkyrie Mm-hmm. when she was remembering her past and the war that led to the demise oh of-
1: yeah ragnarok that was the
3: third one Rag- oh, Ragnar- okay yeah, Ragnar- yeah, Ragnar- yeah 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 yes so
2: that was a big yeah shock. also this theme of not sacrificing anything <laughs> <laughs> when his dad spoiler alert was like right? no i'm gonna save you right <laughs>
3: i mean
0: i will appreciate that because that that did feel like kind of like that that felt like the classic cliche you know i mean it was already kind of cliche anyway because it was like yeah main character with daddy issues it's like yes we've seen that a million times Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and and so then it's like it does feel like oh this is how we're going to resolve daddy issues is like daddy's gonna like self-sacrifice here and and instead it's like no he he manages to save his dad and uh and then now it's like i guess hey he's
2: still you guys can guy. actually
0: reconcile you don't get the easy way out right. <laughs> yeah right. but it is kind of funny that it's like oh yeah nope <laughs> foiled
1: yeah and it is important to note it's a super jacked jk simmons seriously <laughs> He is jacked in this. Yeah. What was he doing? I don't know. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, overall, I like that. I like the. I liked where the daughter went, where she became a scientist and she's a, a a colonel in the military, so she achieved some success in both worlds. Although, I guess I'm wondering. I don't remember exactly the timeline of when the attack started because she had time to go to MIT to pursue a PhD and time to spend in the military in service yeah
2: well they do say like 30 years in the future that's when the war is currently happening Hmm. and so the assumption is how old is she when i don't know no
3: idea (laughs) he has all (laughs) that
2: time she grows up and all of that so i think there's plenty of time for her to be able to have gone to mit and had some experience and still be alive
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. yeah but and and but now am i wrong uh, am i remembering this correctly but she's also responsible for the technology that makes time travel possible you know i don't think so i don't remember no, I her don't being think, responsible for that
2: yeah i don't think so
0: because yeah, that the time travel aspect of the story to me feels like the weakest of mm-hmm. of all of the sci- the sci-fi aspects. Like spoiler alert, I do appreciate that they kind of like I, there were definitely things like as I went along and I would have a question. And this is one thing I definitely can say I appreciate about the movie. I was like, I would have a question of like, "Oh, why why that's interesting. Why can only some people go and not others?" And then it's like, "Oh, yeah, yeah, cuz you" gotta be dead um they're trying to avoid paradox and all that kind of stuff um and then like what what's why is it so tied to a specific time oh it's like they've managed to open a wormhole and it like they're they're kind of the tunnels moving through time at the same pace on either end and therefore it's you like can jump- river michael it's like a river which is a classic description of time um and so so it's like they they did a decent job of like oh okay they're ans- they're answering these questions as they feel like they should naturally be coming up uh, but but on the whole the the time travel aspect did still just kind of feel hand wavy like hey we figured out time mm-hmm. travel and, and it's like oh that's fascinating you figure out time travel in this capacity and then, but it's like limited in these specific ways and we don't get a sense of like, yeah, but we might be able to figure out how to do it in other ways or do more mm-hmm. with
3: it. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it. It it works conveniently for the story, but it feels very much like a MacGuffin in that way where it's just like, it's useful to move
1: the plot forward. Um, but, and,
0: I, and but I would argue you that,
3: yeah. but
1: I, I think they answered that they weren't meant to do it this way like they were really trying to go slow and then this attack happened and they're like well we gotta hurry up and figure out something to do with this because otherwise we're all just gonna die mm-hmm. like i think they would have eventually like tried to figure out other ways to kind of work on it and, and re- create the process but right it was like we just we just developed this we don't have time to really think it through because we just have to suddenly right. like, find people to fight this war
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, one, th- one And also thing-
1: how much explanation do you need? I
0: mean, yeah. I mean for me as as a <laughs> as a guy who who loves sci-fi and and, and wrote his time travel novel. Um all, all the explanation in the world. <laughs> a
3: brag. What a
1: brag.
2: <laughs> I need I know.
1: Because I just want to know more. Wait, can we plug our own personal work here? Absolutely. That's what this is
0: actually all <laughs> um, about. It's entirely just a, a, a shameless ploy to do that.
2: Speaking of time travel, mm-hmm. my question, one question I had is what happens to the people who came and were training, um, the civilians? once that yeah. link is lost so the girl or the lady or mm-hmm. soldier who swear goes on that snow trip yeah what happens to them people like them because if technically they are so young that they haven't been born yet
3: yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. right.
1: well yeah what if their parents were sent forward and they died in the war so now they can't be born what happens then yeah
0: and and then you you also have to well it depends on like if you've if you're going to take sort of a back to the future uh view of time right where this is all happening in a singular timeline and so that would potentially erase them uh or and i felt like the movie kind of hinted at this at more of the multiverse view here where when in reality um, not every world is getting saved and you know when you're when he's jumping forward in time to go fight this um, he's and he's really getting the the um, answer to come back and actually prevent it from happening it's not that it's never going to happen in that world uh, because then you create this paradox mm-hmm. this contradiction right. um uh, but that now is, is creating a new timeline where it doesn't happen
1: right right so because his daughter sense- doesn't re- yeah, yeah his daughter doesn't remember that or she has it's not part of her memories that he was gone for this time fighting this war mhm
3: yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that's not 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 the story she tells of him you know yeah. and so so if it's the multiverse theory that that kind of means maybe those people who are stuck there, they just they just are stuck there. Um, and whether or not in this particular uh, multiverse uh, their parents actually are alive anymore or not uh, doesn't affect the fact that the, ver- the multiverse they came from, their parents were alive and did conceive them. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. one way to, I guess, explain it. But though yeah. the the specific examples you cited, nah, uh, they they don't get to stick around and figure that out. No nope. spoilers. Hmm. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, and the other thing I will say that I, I I did appreciate that you know again a question that came up to me in the movie was, man, why is it that so often we've got these like you know very uh, Monstery-like aliens that show up, and they and all they want to do is kill us, you know. But somehow they're intelligent enough to get here. You know, I'm thinking this, and then of course we we do get a, a, a what I would say is essentially a Prometheus-type mm. answer to this. And I was like, okay, okay, well at least at least you guys were thinking about this too. That it's like it, you know, because it's fun to make a essentially what is a a action monster movie. Um, But if the, Mm. you know, if the monsters are aliens that somehow got here um, and that involves high intelligence and, and technology, then it doesn't make sense for them to be these monsters that are running around biting people in half. It makes more sense for them to be more the Independence Day um monsters that are just Mm. you know uh um blowing buildings up and taking over the world with technology because they have just much higher technology than us
1: Mm
3: -hmm.
0: my thoughts at least
1: yeah yeah i did appreciate that it was they're just uh they're not aliens per se they're really just an organic creature that was already here and they just happen to be super aggressive and destructive
2: yeah yeah a question i had about like this i mean well unless like i missed it or something but if there there's one scene spoiler <laughs> where <laughs> um he says they're yeah, coming for her and i did not get the sense throughout like prior to that scene that they set it up that it was like mm. There's like a link or connection that, oh, if one of us is in danger or, or mm-hmm. one of us needs something, then let's go save. I don't know, like the queen bee or something.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, did I miss something? There, like there
0: that? was a little line. There was a like, there was a. It what was this? it was quick, but there was like because when they when they first showed him footage of like uh, that, you know, like the infrared footage or whatever of the uh, queen. Yeah. Um. The, they did mention it was like it was real quick though and uh, but the, I do remember there was a mention of like the the fact that the drones basically seem to respond to her and if she is in distress they'll come from wherever mm-hmm. and just fight okay. to the death of the defender so okay. there was kind of there was a little hint of that okay. it was interesting because it was like oh but no like can they swim or not <laughs> But apparently they can So your middle of the ocean Base is whoops
1: Yeah I found found that That's like an oversight of this movie Is that they know that the queen Can summon everybody else or send out a signal Right And they know that this one's like a pretty big and bad one Like we have to capture this one for sure And then like they know She's uh, secreting some kind of Sweat or pheromones Yeah. And they don't take any precautions They're like whatever We'll, we'll figure it out.
2: I mean, they did sedate her. <laughs> so they're like, we are. <laughs> we are controlling her so that she wouldn't be agitated enough to, you know, make the others think that she's in distress. I'm guessing that's the rationale they were going with.
1: I feel like there should be much more security all the time, 24-7, looking at her, making sure nothing's happening.
2: It's Let's a war, cons- it's a war They don't have the resources to be able to You know, give to Every <laughs> bit You know, it's like the scarce Like yeah. resources Yeah, that's why they went back To get more people, right So, yeah yeah.
0: What, what, what did they get down to? Like 500,000 500, Yeah, because yeah. 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 because for a moment yeah. Later, I was like reflecting On it, and I was like so what are the chances that, um, you know, his daughter would like both be like this, like, you know, rise in rank to such a place, you know, and, and but also be like this scientist that's like doing, so, you know, and then I was like, 500,000 people sounds like a lot of people, but when you stop and actually, you know, I think it's just we have a hard time wrapping our heads around like numbers. But when you think about, it, there are actually like something like seven billion people on the planet, and mm-hmm. which is an even more unfathomable number. But when you really think about it, like five hundred thousand people, that is like nothing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So she's one of the. Few left, it's like actually, statistically speaking, no, it's about a pretty decent chance of it. Yeah, <laughs> all things yeah. considered, I'll give them that one. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Would my question, uh, I guess, is if what, yes, I, I guess I see why all the world governments would band together, like, oh, we got to help this prevent this problem. But seeing all the heavy losses and like we're essentially losing no matter what how long do you think we would continue to stay in that, that effort? I mean,
2: not long. <laughs>
0: what, what What's the alternative, <laughs> you know? Cause, I know. cause I mean, we're talking about the extinction of, of the species. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, I don't I like have,
2: what, yeah. I'm sorry to cut you off. Oh, no, go I'm, ahead. I'm just really cynical. So I feel like I don't have hope of um, even look at this pandemic. It's like when you think about you know, vaccine redistribution or even sending the raw ingredients to countries for them to be able to make it, like there's so many countries that are still like struggling and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. still rising cases. I mean, I don't see how when i feel like it would be each country for themselves especially Mm -hmm. when it comes to like threat of extinction (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: i don't i don't foresee people holding out i mean the uh leaders of the nation holding out long term Mm
1: -hmm. well i think so you bring up a good point now because one thing i've thought about during this pandemic is the reason why most people don't take it seriously enough is because it's not like a heavy casualty kind of pandemic. But if like, if like one in three people died from COVID nineteen, I think people would take it a lot more seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think in that aspect, I think Michael and other um, episodes you've that I've heard, you talk about how a lot of sci fi in the future is like really cynical and really like everybody for themselves. Mm-hmm. so i think it's interesting they presented this yeah. world as hey we're all going to band together we're going to just throw li- unlimited resources at this forever mm-hmm. no matter what
0: yeah it, it does present a bit of a different uh perspective it's it is in that sense optimistic that uh, an optimistic outlook on on the human race you know uh, which is I think noteworthy in its own way. Uh, I, again, it's like it's working. It's the it, part of it. I think is the type of genre. You know, like it, this is like an uh, an Independence Day. It's a hoorah! Humanity will rise up, and we will defeat. You know, uh, the the aliens. Um, but there is an element I think is worth that is worth celebrating and appreciating at least about that type of storytelling, which is to say that yeah actually maybe there are some ways in which in that kind of a situation we can appeal to the better angels of our nature uh, you know to borrow the phrase and and actually work selflessly towards a a bigger goal a bigger resolution and and yeah i often find myself wondering like how would that those kinds of things play out in reality uh, movies get to be, movies and novels get to uh, compress reality to a degree mm-hmm. and uh, kind of put um, human nature inside of a pressure cooker mm-hmm. and kind of be like, hey, like what under these extreme circumstances, what's going to happen? Um, it is it, i think that's it's cool that way i think there is also like you've said a distinction to be made to towards reality so yeah we're we're you know still contending with uh, a global pandemic uh, and there is there I, I you know i even just have seen and heard from people who you know it didn't come home for them it didn't set in for them the reality and the impact of it until it became personal right mm-hmm. and um, yeah and i think that that continues to be uh, an issue and in, in, in just in, in so many things whether we're talking about uh, a pandemic uh, whether we're talking about race uh, or any of the other major problems, I like even just infrastructure in our country, right? Uh, not It's the quote-unquote not sexy uh, topic to, to talk about, and, and yet it has such a massive impact on our lives. And so that even still today, um, there are people in Flint, Michigan, uh, who can't mm-hmm. drink their water, right? Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah. of lead pipes and it's just it's not a sexy thing to talk about and it's not and it's again it's like localized so it's a huge issue for the people in a specific community but it's like it's not a, a huge issue for the rest of us i can turn my faucet on and go on with my life and and finding the ways to personalize it <laughs> are the challenge and finding the ways to deal with the slower moving problems that we have in reality uh, becomes a, a its own challenge to address, and it's something it's something I like to see more science fiction deal with. I think more uh, novels have a easier time of doing that uh, so i I just had Octavia Cade on the show and, and uh, she wrote. Um, the Stone Weta uh, novel that deals with uh, scientists having to protect uh, data around climate change, uh, mm. it, you know, because mm. it's not being uh, disseminated, it's being changed, it's tweaked, cool. you know, yeah. and, and yeah. it and it's it is an example of a much more slow-moving problem in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, but it but it, what she does so well in the novel is bring together the human impact and the tough choices that each all the characters are women scientists and each of these women has to make really tough choices and ask themselves how far is too far what am i willing to do to protect this for the greater good what is the personal cost to me uh i i want to keep my job i want to stay alive my family, you know, all these other sort of considerations. Um, It's tougher to do in a movie and certainly action movies like this are not kind of like designed for that. Yeah. On the flip side, I I don't know. I'd love to hear what you guys think because I think, you know, I kind of wonder sometimes too if on the flip side we kind of need that like hurrah injection from an action movie like this to kind of like remind us that hey, maybe we could be capable of like putting our minds into it and like jumping in with both feet Mm -hmm. and actually rising to the challenge?
2: I don't know. You don't know? I just just remember that like the one scene prior to their trip to Russia, the guy was like, hey, I'm swamped. People are whatever. Yeah. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Imagine.
2: I feel like there's so many, even now, like for different issues, they're you know, like, well, my priority lies somewhere else and I have to deal with all these different things. So what you're talking about, sure it's an issue, but I mean, mm. I can't wait. <laughs> it's not like life or death or whatever. Mm, I yeah. I I I don't mm, so my answer would be no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we can't band together, you don't think? can't band
1: together
0: am i too
2: cynical maybe i am maybe like you know they say the kids are you know the generation the future Mm. right so maybe younger people um are more what's the word
0: idealistic
2: idealistic perhaps and more willing to give of themselves Mm. than others would be because sometimes I look at things going on right now and I don't understand it, but it's different mindsets and everything. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah.
2: So I don't know, maybe, who knows? So maybe it will be good to represent this in movies and stuff like that. So because, you know, representation matters. Absolutely. People are working together <laughs> to actually do yes. something.
1: Yes. <laughs> I mean, I think about Independence Day. Right, that's like the ultimate motivation. Like, let's all work together. Let's let's work and let's figure out this problem out. Um, I don't know. I feel like there's space for both. You got to have. Mm-hmm. I do think you got to have because if there, in the absence of nobody, like I agree. No, nah, it's, it, it's easy to be cynical because our track record as a world is not great. So that means there's no model, right? There's no model of how we can do it. So movies and perhaps even novels, but movies are just easier to because not everybody reads. Might,
0: they're far more widely consumed, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: So yeah. I think there's an, a special weight on movies to address right. in TV shows. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that's a good way of modeling what it could look like,
3: mm-hmm.
1: right? I think that's something. I mean, it's something I do in training. We when, we when you when you train somebody on how to do something, if especially if they're new to it, they've never done it before, you have to actually show them what it looks like or how it could look like.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think movies could play that role of this is how you work together. This is how it, it all works. Um, and to Michael's point, that means every movie now has to have like a thirty-minute in like diversion where they go into like a conference talk about like
3: <laughs> this, like the
1: really nitty-gritty science. Like I want to see the p-values. I want to see all the data. I want to see like everything. And this is how it's going to work. Like just really sprinkle in deep, detailed science into like every movie from now on.
0: That's I I don't know if you can do it in every movie. I mean, you know, I love, I love the science. I love the geek out on, on things. Uh, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, I, I pick on it a little bit for the hand waving nature of the, uh, the time travel, but to be fair, it it's really kind of not a time travel movie. Like that's like in its true sense, it's not um, trying to really focus on that so much uh, because to the point where like, even it's kind of like, not even really interested in dealing with the potential paradoxes that um, come out uh, or are just born out of uh, the whole scenario of time travel. Um, So it's I pick on it a little bit. I I think there is a sense in which ultimately this, a story has to be a good story uh, first. Right. And then you can, can do all those other, fun things with it and those other important things with it, but it does actually have to like hook us in and then keep us glued and interested. And, and as I've addressed in the past, uh, when, in sort of talking about the pessimistic aspects of, of science fiction, I think there's often, it's an easier road to travel to a degree because it's riddled with conflict, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So you have like ready-made stories uh, an easy path to go when you make a dystopian future or, you know, you just kind of uh, make all characters selfish and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, that's, that's a, that's an easy route to go at. And then it plays out in a sort of somewhat predictable way. But I do think to your point about our, our track record as a species isn't great. Um, interestingly enough, uh i believe it's um uh, S- uh, steven pinker who who from harvard who uh wrote a book called enlightenment now and he kind of argues against that point he actually says you know he he's kind of takes major issue essentially with what he kind of labels liberal pessimism that's there's, there's this mm-hmm. like um inherent tendency within uh, more liberal uh, political realms to always be sounding the alarm and always be like we're we're doomed and like it we gotta like rally the troops right this second because um, this is it like we're we're just terrible human beings and we gotta like completely change ourselves and and he is arguing more toward the end of actually if we try to contextualize and and, and examine history first appreciate that our brains naturally focus on negative information it's a survival thing Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's all the negative examples stand out to us but then looking at how what we've accomplished even just in the last couple of centuries as a species uh, he would then would concur uh, with Obama's statement that he had made, I think, at a commencement speech that people started picking on um, about this being the best time to 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 be alive. And, and, mm. and Pinker says, well, yeah, statistically speaking, if you look back at the history of the human race and what your chances were of survival and of even having a decent life, being born in the world today, you are at least statistically far more likely to end up having a better, a better shot at life than most humans have yeah. in human history. And it's, you know, so he, it's, it's an interesting read, all, all of that to say, I think there is again, an aspect in which both movies and our brains are wired to latch on to the negative information and just storytelling in general in that sense. And, um, and then it becomes the challenge of how do we use the negative as a launching point, and then potentially bring shine light on. But here's the possibilities of where we manage to mm-hmm. uh, rise above it. You know, and I think there's some examples out there, it, but that continues yep. to be, uh, I think, challenging to do that.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Sorry, geeked off there for quite a bit. <laughs> no. Well, I, I mean, I think what when I think when I hear that, I, I agree that statistically we have a much better chance of survival and like things are really much better. Like, but the problem with that is it's taking statistics and averaging over like the entire right. world, right? So like right. So it doesn't account for like the really extremes at the bottom of the scale. For sure. For or, sure. Or like where you are in the world, like though, that's still gonna make a difference. For right? sure. Yeah, um, I will say when he first meets his adult daughter and he's like trying to reconcile with her, Not, even, I don't even know why he's reconciling. He's just like, there's nothing to reconcile yet. Mm-hmm. Um, it did make me tear up a little bit. Uh-huh. Uh, like I feel like I felt like the emotion of like he's like uh, like happy to steer and like mm-hmm. that hesitation and like that joy and like he just went through a lot. So I, I felt it. it. Made me tear up. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. I, did right. feel I did not thematic- do a <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, My
0: apparently is dead inside.
2: I am really. <laughs> <laughs> My first instinct was, oh no, I hope this is not like a love interest, even though he has a wife back home. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. A wife and a kid. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And
1: nope, it's not. Don't worry.
2: Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, daughter, cool." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: Would you think of his his line uh, towards the beginning of the movie where he was like, "I was meant for something special."
2: Right. I I feel like they I thought that was interesting because basically the daughter. I alluded to that same thing that that was the reason why he basically left the family because he wasn't happy yeah. Yes, what he was trying to do in the beginning didn't pan out and i guess even after coming back he never really did anything more with his life and he felt like teaching high school i don't know chemistry or biology wasn't worth it yeah. he was meant for something greater mm-hmm. um, but I thought it was interesting. You did. I mean, because he has his uh, past as a marine, mm-hmm. and you'd think like that's that's some dumb. yeah, pretty
0: pretty great things there potentially. But yeah, yeah,
1: yeah
2: that was interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's it's so odd that he wants to get into whatever lab, biotech, or whatever.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It's not easy to become a teacher. Like, there's lots of qualifications you have to do, like, and you could easily just, I feel like you'd easily get a job at any biotech company, even at a low level position and move your way up Mm -hmm. over time. So I've, like, I find it weird that he can't get into this. He can't break into this industry.
2: They did say they need, um what, industry, basically industry experience or something. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I guess.
0: So yeah, like it, it almost seemed like, yeah, like you said, maybe he was, was, was he just like trying to jump the line a little too much? Like trying to get too high of a position? Mm-hmm. Like maybe he should yeah. have just been getting lower. But yeah, I, I mean, I just, I ask because it's like, oh, it's an interesting, it was an interesting moment. It was like one of the few moments that like ding, I dinged the movie pretty hard for that one. I was like, ooh, it's a weird line. And I get what you guys are trying to do, but honestly, you he kind of sounds like an asshole right now like, <laughs> like give me a break like like yeah and I, and I don't know it's it just and maybe it's my own baggage but it's just like really i don't i don't i don't really want to you know see mr good-looking white guy feel <laughs> like i'm
2: i, know, I was meant like, for something I'm just,
0: <laughs> and i'm just like geez yeah we have a whole generation of those man like come on Um, (laughs) yeah Um, (laughs) michael michael you don't feel like you're meant for something special see i think that's my problem and maybe why i was so turned off by that moment because like me at like 25 or me like between 25 and 30 i think totally believe that Mm. me at 40 hogwash yeah, you know, mm. like yeah, no, nah, that's just not how life works. I wasn't meant for nothing. Uh what I am meant to do is to do what every single other person on this planet has to do, which is wake yeah. up
1: and face the day. And well, that's I'm why that's why you don't save anything. the world from it. I probably, yeah. Uh, that's why you're not gonna save the world. That's why Nas is going to be a famous <laughs> star, is because she's
2: I was meant for something greater, so I'm going to quit my job and then go, I don't know, waitress, and then land the dream role. Um, I have a question for you guys, kind of tied in, well, not really tied into what you asked, but can someone refresh my memory between when the um, future people came and when he was drafted? How How long was that? It was like a year.
3: Yeah, I think. A year. Was, yeah,
2: yeah. Um. OK, so my question then is, were the students or would be one students? their cynicism warranted. It's like, what does it matter? School, great, whatever, life. I'm I, like, chill, you're just a kid.
1: Right. They got cynical.
2: Well, class, yeah. I,
1: I feel like. I feel like lots of kids already feel like that hmm. now. And then to even to know that, hey, in like a couple of decades, these aliens are going to come over, take over the world. They're going to kill everybody. And whoever we send is not really going to help. We're still losing the war. So nothing matters. Yeah.
2: Not well, the volcano guy, though, he's still pretty optimistic.
1: <laughs> I don't know if he was optimistic. He's just passionate
0: about it. I volcanoes.
2: mean, passionate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's probably another
0: scene that that like it was fun but i ding the movie pretty hard on because i'm just like
2: which
0: one which one the the, the you know the fact that it's like oh we found this ash on you know who do you the,
2: know so
0: who do you know <laughs> like literally like so aren't, aren't you scientists and you like you have like all this stuff at your disposal and you have to go nope. to your high schooler So,
1: wait, you don't buy the idea of a high school student being the foremost expert, world expert on volcano, ancient volcano ash?
0: I mean, we're talking about the. I mean, I I mean, sure, I buy the idea that he's like could potentially know it. I don't buy the idea that in this scenario, that the, with all the resources that are clearly available to them, that that's who they would turn to. <laughs> that, that would be his first mm-hmm. thought. Wait, I teach this kid <laughs> who totally geeks out mm-hmm. about volcanoes. Let's go talk to him. And you know how they're like, um, we know like 50 scientists you could probably talk to. <laughs> <laughs> now, what Michael.
2: I, find- oh, I was going to say, what I find harder to believe is that within that short period he was gone and he came back, that kid is now like the like he can say laptop, and then oh, he has people bring <laughs> him a laptop. He's like the guru, and they're like, "Ooh, everybody's listening in," and nobody wanted to listen to him in the beginning. <laughs> so, like, oh, yep. now he's yep. like a cool kid.
1: Yeah, stuff. I don't know. Um, but why wouldn't you go to him? You gotta be able. You gotta be willing to do something nobody else will do. <laughs> it's what it is. So nobody else will go to a high school student. So you. is clearly what you have to do to be
0: great (laughs) is that is that a um a potential how how it should have ended video right there (laughs) where it's like they go and they can't find the thing and they're just like i guess we shouldn't have consulted a high school student
2: (laughs) 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 that would be so funny but now that you mentioned it like when in the earlier conversation about you know the uh the world banding together they kind of said the opposite when they were like oh oh let's tell everybody and it will take the un or whatever NATO or something years to just keep talking about it and do nothing so they kind of alluded to the fact that you know when there's so many hands involved it's like it's gonna become like
3: yeah yeah
1: yeah it's it's odd because she was working on something that everybody knows she's working on. It's like, a, it's clearly enough that they give her resources to, to capture this this queen. And then when she produces it, nobody seems to care.
2: Because the borders are being overrun and then this people and then that people, so they don't have time.
1: There's never any time. Yeah, I think
0: that just goes back to your, your comment of, hmm, they didn't seem to think this through. Right, which is a bit unbelievable that it, like, it, I, and maybe that's just it makes for compelling storytelling, in terms of like it's good for the structure of the story and the conflict, um, but I think in that scenario it's a little like, really though they wouldn't have been working round the clock on thinking about all the possible scenarios and all the possible responses. That's how tactical military work. Works, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. you're, you're going to mm-hmm. think through all these various scenarios, and they're going to be thinking about the fact that, you know, it's just going to produce these pheromones that these things are going to be wanting to come after. We got to yeah. either s- figure out how to seal and contain that, or we got to be ready for some kind of response. And they don't That's- seem prepared for that at all.
2: <laughs> There's only yeah. so much five hundred thousand people can do, Michael. This is true. So, this
1: is so fair so point. Much.
2: <laughs> only. So yeah.
1: Much. Yeah. Uh, when they're when they're at the at the ice at the snow at the end, um, and they get off their plane and they start t- using their snowmobiles to scan, wouldn't it be a easier to just fly the plane over and scan a larger area faster? Probably.
0: I mean, it seems it seems like there's probably all. I mean, it, you know, you get into this interesting territory where you, you know, like you want to. Like it makes sense to degree, like that. Not all technology leaps forward at the same pace, and yet you you always get that. It's tough as an audience member, I think, sometimes to be like, wait, 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 wait. You figured out time travel, but you can't see through ice. Which one (laughs) sounds harder? (laughs) Like you know, like some it's this this this, you know, but this some some I, suspension of disbelief i guess Ma-
2: michael have you heard of the um what's it called idiom is it i think necessity is the mother of invention yes you did not need to see through eyes <laughs> that's, <you? fair. laughs> that's
1: that's true that's true
2: <laughs> figure out time travel right until, so until
0: that moment right it was yeah. it was not
1: a felt
2: need
0: all right fair
3: enough
2: mm-hmm.
0: fair enough
1: yep Nah wins Nah wins I like it <laughs> Nah wins the, the debate <laughs> um, Another interesting observation That the first third of the movie That ended with like the, the bombing And like they're running through the tunnel And like Or they're running through the streets And they have to save this p- Two people that fell And then they're running Like it built Like the music built up so much And it was like This is like the end scene Of like any other action movie And I yeah. was like oh, wait, there's like an hour and a half left of this movie. What's going on? this What's happening?
0: Right. I mean, yeah, there really was like, yeah, there's a sense in which they, they you're right, they packed in like a, a couple movies at least into this,
3: like
0: <laughs> <laughs> structurally. It's
3: like
0: <laughs> an interesting way to, and, and the crazy part though is that got done watching the movie and I was like, okay, I'll get on like IMDb and rate it and stuff. And immediately it's like already seeing like The the news articles of like, uh, Amazon already in talks for sequel to the Tomorrow War. You know this stuff's like, what they gonna do for part two? That's interesting. They discover another frozen alien ship that landed thousands of years ago.
2: Someone escaped. One of them escaped. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: Oh, it's not just in Russia. Elsewhere. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. Yep. Or now it's the intelligent version of the uh mm. the aliens mm. they're gonna show up and they're gonna do something more more smart like
1: or as a sequel the next lead into edge of tomorrow yeah those kind of aliens
3: mm-hmm. all
0: right you know as, as i was watching this I as i was thinking too it's like this except for the fact that the aliens are totally different looking it almost, you could almost just blend the the Tomorrow War and uh, Quiet Place movies together, you know, because those those aliens too, my theory is, if because they're supposed to be making a third one for that. This is bonus movie discussion, by the way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and that, uh, my, my theory there is that, again, we've got these like monstrous aliens that seem hell-bent on killing people. Um but like, why would they come to Earth, you know? And so again, I think, mm. biological weapon, right? Mm. So you could, you know, so it almost feels like, oh, if they had looked just a little bit similar, then you could have almost had them actually be more or less in the same universe mm. um, taking place in different places. But the aliens operate in very different ways. These these don't seem to rely... These, these have eyes. They don't rely on hearing.
1: Mm. I've never seen A Quiet Place 1 or 2 so I can't postulate mm-hmm. on that. Mm-hmm. But what I would love to see is a cinematic universe of The Tomorrow War, Edge of Tomorrow, and Tomorrow Never Dies.
0: <laughs> the Tomorrow Trilogy.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I, 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 I want to yeah, how would you tie in Tomorrow Never Dies into that? I, I'm curious about that. I mean, one. if
1: you want if you want chronologically, that's the first one in the series. Okay. That's like early, late 90s. Mm-hmm.
0: Just yep. some random stuff happens, no
1: connection in characters. <laughs> and then-
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. And then the Tomorrow War, and then Edge of Tomorrow. Like, we won this war and then, but in the future, some time-traveling aliens come back. Yeah. Because they figured out time travel yeah
0: and they're actually the ones that gave us time travel to Mm -hmm. defeat the other aliens so that we would be around to fight with them in this other war hey you know like that's i could get into that
2: what about this movie the sequel is some kind of avatar blend where now humans are sympathizing with the white species and then they want to be like them
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we, want
0: to, we want to become white spike spitting yes they weirdos.
2: identify you, you've heard of those people who are like i don't identify as you know white anymore or yeah. i identify as korean yep, yep. there's legit yep. someone who says that so
0: yeah. did, did they have connection yeah. to korea that's a whole the story. They just watched a lot <laughs> yeah. of Korean soap opera and listened to K pop. No,
2: I mean, that's, we could I, get into it, but yeah.
1: I, I think that's an interesting concept. Like, if aliens, like from Alien Aliens, Aliens 3, if they decide to ally with humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of like primal type of alien that doesn't really think high order or like communicate. And they just ally with us against another species.
2: Mm-hmm. Like Boudian. conehead?
1: The coneheads. Yes. The coneheads.
2: I mean, they came and they were just like chilling here. So yeah.
0: like that. Yep. Fair. Fair point. Yeah. <laughs> yep.
1: Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I love the direction this is going. Yeah, um, we, we are. We like, are. Can you, can you start writing that?
0: Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. So we yeah. can finance it, and then you know, get it out of the door.
0: Yeah, sounds perfect. I mean, there's some slight IP questions that we'll have to figure out who we have to yeah. license the existing uh intellectual mm. property from. But mm. yeah, yeah, sure.
2: <laughs> Completely doable. Completely so doable. You take yeah. care of it.
3: <laughs> I th- honestly i i think
0: uh the it, it will expedite things if we just um do it all under the protection of satire laws so uh, so if it's just straight up satire then we're we it's fair game
1: yeah yeah <laughs> i mean or tommy wazzo has tons of money we could true. always enlist him to yeah. finance
0: it true so tommy if you're listening to this you know <laughs> I'm scared of where that money comes from, so. <laughs> uh, guys, well, thank you so much for uh, geeking out, laughing, having a good time talking about this movie yeah. and, and getting to talk about even some serious aspects of it. Um, I hope we can uh, do this again.
2: Same. Thank you for Absolutely. having me. I would love to do it again. I'll probably be bugging you, Michael. Oh.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds yeah. perfect. Yeah. This was great. You know, Michael, if this is your highest rated, rated episode, yes. that means Nah has to be your co-host going yeah. forward. There oh. you go. She's the, she's the X factor for this. She's the X factor for this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't the fact that you had a picture of Chris Pratt behind you
2: no (laughs) if this is the lowest rated one though let's just blame chris and then
0: yeah that's true well we no we don't we don't blame chris we'll we'll blame because because we had wait you know i have other stats on chris we just blame the movie (laughs) yes
3: the
0: (laughs) the clear scapegoat is will definitely be the movie yeah yeah so nah where can we uh we can keep up with you
2: you can keep up with me through food. <laughs>
0: through food?
2: <laughs> yes. You can follow me on my food blog at Faceless Foods on Instagram, where I share my journey with food all the time. So that's how you can stay up to date with me.
0: Awesome. What's it called?
2: Faceless Foods.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What kind of food do you like to review the most?
2: Oh I just do whatever I eat whatever I want and <laughs> I cook whatever I want and then I go to so it's a mixture of what I cook and places I go to in around Boston and where I live. so
0: perfect. That's cool. So especially for the Boston folks. yeah there's some some perks there. discover some some new eats. Yes. Awesome. When I
2: travel, I'll add that. But yeah, mostly in Boston, in and around Boston.
0: Sweet. Chris, anything you want to plug?
1: I mean, you could follow me at at my um, Instagram at Faceless Foods.
0: <laughs> That's yours too. Wow, nice. That's
1: really funny um, that you I'll both have it. the same.
0: <laughs> I was not aware of this partnership.
1: (laughs) No, I don't have any socials, so you can't follow me.
0: You can't follow he's invisible. (laughs) He's just here for the fun of it.
1: Yep.
3: yep. For the fun. Got no. He's
0: here for the aliens.
3: Yeah.
0: (laughs) He just, you know, he's just a fan of the medium.
1: I just love
0: movies. That's right. Thanks, Abed. <laughs> Six seasons in <and> a movie. <laughs> Six seasons in a movie. I literally just finished um, the sixth season today. I'd, I'd never really? seen it. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
2: I have to nice. catch up. I haven't. I haven't. I started, but I, I paused. So yeah,
1: okay, mm-hmm. that'll be our that'll be our next podcast
2: episode.
1: <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
0: Talking I community, sci-fi <laughs> references in community
2: it's hilarious so
0: yeah it really is uh that's great
1: well yeah thanks for having
2: us this
0: is awesome excellent thanks for doing this guys Mm. all right i hope you enjoyed our fun geeky friendly conversation about the tomorrow war And uh, I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Thank you for stopping by, checking out the podcast. If you're a regular listener, you may have noticed that uh, I, it's been a little bit, it's been a couple weeks here since I've updated podcasts. I've been sort of rather busy. And to fill you in on a little bit of what's been going on, uh, I actually have uh, been working on pre-production for a short film uh, that I wrote and, uh, that I did the cinematography for, so I was behind the camera, and I gave the script to a talented uh, friend of mine to star and direct in the film, Uh, and so she agreed to do that, and we just completed production this past weekend. So there's been a lot going on with work and life and all of that. And uh as a result, I haven't had a chance to catch up on doing some of the podcast things as often as I'd like to. Uh but the uh tomorrow war seemed like a good time to uh jump back in. And uh I really appreciate uh Chris and Na stopping by and uh being able to just have a fun conversation with some friends. Hopefully it's engaging and thoughtful, uh raises some fun questions for you. As well. Uh, as always, I'm curious about seeing how science fiction can depict a uh, future in which we work together to overcome some big problems. And um, I think uh, there's some things to be said about that in this movie. And I look forward to seeing what they do next with this franchise, uh, even if ultimately I think it's sort of middle of the road sci fi tropey and fun, but not necessarily the best stuff in the world. Uh, all that to say as far as value for your time in terms of entertainment, it certainly stacks up for that. Uh, so thank you again for listening. I do encourage you to check out, uh, other episodes of the podcast. If you're a new listener, uh, please do uh, check out my website, michaelwhistler.com. And uh, that's where you can learn more about, uh, my work as a science fiction writer and filmmaker and see some of the things I've done. You can actually get a free copy of my first novel uh, if you sign up for my mailing list, which frankly I need to actually pick up uh, really doing more with. You can also check out my blog there where I talk a lot about the different aspects of science fiction that uh, stand out to me and things that I'm thinking about and reading about. Uh, so take a look Michael Whistlercom and uh, there's also links there to where you can check out my novels and short stories and more news about uh, those kinds of things will be coming up soon and uh, happy excited got exciting news to to share uh, very soon so looking forward to that in the meantime if you have any questions or comments please do reach out to me you can do that uh, through um my website. There's a form on there for being able to contact me. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, go ahead and comment below. I do try to follow up on comments, so uh, let me know what you're thinking. If you have a topic uh, you'd like to see discussed on this podcast, I want to hear from you. Uh, what kind of questions, what kind of topics, what kind of movies and books? Uh, are there comic books and graphic novels, other mediums where science fiction Uh, has explored some fascinating ideas that you would like me to dive into. I certainly welcome that. So thank you again for listening. Please be safe and well out there. Continue to recommend good science fiction to each other and continue, as always, to ask big questions. We'll see you later.